Do you like feeling good? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Positive Thinking, the podcast created to uplift and encourage you while giving practical tools to keep Christ at the center of your life. Like a painter dips his paintbrush in vibrant colors to color a painting, you can come here to be reminded that you are redeemed, filling your world with a kaleidoscope of biblical principles. Here to bless you, welcome your host, an author, retired naval officer, CEO, and Christ follower, Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. Hey there, you podcasters. How are you doing on today? I'm super excited to pop on to be a blessing to you on today. Have I got a word for you? Have I got a word for you? This thing has been brewing since this past weekend. I released this word during a life group session that I hold online on Sundays, and it was a blessing. And I said, I need to make sure I release the same word out on my podcast station so that you might be blessed as well. Thank you for all the listeners who have remained loyal in this season. I just want to take a moment to say, I appreciate you. I want to take a moment to say that if you've taken the time out to support me, the Lord will definitely pay you back threefold, sevenfold for your obedience to hear the word of God. And not only that, as the word goes forth, it is a good word that's going to bear much fruit in this season in your life. So I just want to tell you, thank you. If you haven't had an opportunity to um, go onto my website, www.positivethinkingpodcast.com, please go over there. I have some um, courses that I've released for those that um, are interested in starting a business. You know, my background is I'm a doctor of management and I help people start businesses, whether they want to start a podcast, they want to write a book, you know, they want to uh, do copywriting, trademarking, whatever the case may be. I have an extensive background in that. So you can go onto the website and see some of the um, things that we have to offer. Also, we have Positive Thinking Boutique that has lots and lots of paraphernalia that you can wear and, and be able to support the channel. Not only that, for those that have not went on and subscribed to my podcast on um, YouTube, it's called Positive Thinking Podcast. Of course, it's with me, Dr. Baker. You can jump over there and support me there too. I'm really wanting to go live there. And I would love to have some of my listeners that are here on the um, Apple Podcast who listen to me from all those other areas, Spotify, Pandora, I tunes, iNotes, wherever you're listening to me from, I would love to have you as a subscriber on the YouTube channel. But we're going to jump right into this word on today. If I had to title the word, it's called, What's in Your Pot? What's in your pot? What is in your pot? The When I say pot, I'm talking about what is inside of you. On today, you you and of yourself, you are signifying the pot. What is inside of you on today? If I had to give this a subtopic, I would say use your key. Use your key. Use your key. We're going to be coming out of 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 38 through 44. Verses 38 through 44. Now this, uh, before I jump into it, we are... I want to give you kind of a scene setter so you can understand exactly what's going on because this is not a very familiar passage that um, oftentimes you hear read at church. This is the man of God, Elisha. And this is Elisha, who's the protege of Elijah, 
with a J. So this is the person who asked to receive a double portion of his master's mantle. That's who we're dealing with now. This is the portion of the story where the student has now become teacher. He has taken the place of his teacher. He's no longer a servant. He's no longer a student. He is in full operation. God has called him and authorized him to operate and not just operate. He's operating with a double portion of the anointing. And at this point in the scripture, he is in Gilgal and there's a famine in the land, but it, but Prior to him getting to Gilgal, he was at the Shunammite's woman house. And I don't know if you're familiar with Elijah when he uh, is at the Shunammite woman's house and he basically blesses her and uh, prophesies over her life that she would have a, a son. And then she has the son, the son dies, and then Elijah brings the son back to life. But this woman is very interesting because she is uh, one who really honored the prophet. She allowed the prophet to have a room in her home. She fed him when he would travel back and forth to different places to spread the word of God. And so he's leaving the Shunammite woman house. And now you found him in verse 38. And that's where we pick up today, where he is now returning to Gilgal. And, and it says return, which is an indicator that he um, was there before he's uh, been in Gilgal several times. So Elijah, I'm at verse 38. Elijah now returned to Gilgal, but there was a famine in the land. One day as a group of prophets was seated before him, he said to his servant, put on a large pot and make some stew for these men. One of the young men went out into the field to gather vegetables and came back with a pocket of wild gourds. He shredded them and put them into the pot without realizing that they were poisonous. But after the men had eaten a bite or two, they cried out, man of God, there's poison in the stew. So they would not eat it. Elisha said, get this, Elisha said, bring me some flour. Then he threw it into the pot and said, now it's all right, go ahead and eat. And then it did not harm them. And then it did not harm them. So today is an awesome word because remember I said the title is what's in your pot, whatever you put inside of your temple, your temple, whatever you put inside of yourself, your temple, however it gets there, whether it's what you watching, whether it's who you're interacting with, whether it's what you're reading, what you're listening to, whatever you put into your pot has an effect. It has an effect. And I know that I'm right because Elijah is now returning from Gilgal. There's a famine in the land. He's left a comfortable place at the Shunammite woman's house to follow the call of God, which leads him to Gilgal. And now he's there teaching these group of prophets, whether you want to call them a school of prophets, or you want to call them prophetic people, you know, they, he is sitting and teaching them and they're seated around him. They're seated around him. Now, I need you to get this and understand what's happening happening in this particular picture. It's a famine in the land. So I'm sure when they are seated around him, their stomachs are growling. They're probably hungry, but they are trying to maintain their focus on who? On God. They're trying to maintain their focus on the word of God, which is in alignment with, remember when Jesus was led into the wilderness for 40 days and, and Satan tries to tempt him with, a, with bread. And he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the father. So what he's basically saying is that although my uh, flesh is weak, although my flesh is weak and, and you're offering me this bread, 
a man, man is not going to live by bread alone. We live by the word of God. He's basically signifying to us that we ought to be speeding our spirit, man. Our flesh shouldn't be in control of our lives and making decisions for us. We ought to be speeding our spirit, man. And we get to see a temple of that as we look at these prophets who are seated around the man of God and they are hungry. It's in the middle of a famine and the man of God is teaching them. But the man of God notices and says, look, put on a large pot and make some stew for these men. So he probably heard their stomachs growling. He He's probably in tune with God saying, you know what? They've been fed spiritually. Man of God, you know, feed them naturally. Feed them naturally. So he's listening. I would imagine he's listening to, to God. And it says, one of the young men went into the field to gather vegetables and came back with a pocket of wild gores. He shredded them and put them into the pot without realizing they were poisonous. He didn't know the servant that went to gather whatever he could find. Cause come on now, it's a famine in the land. He goes to gather whatever he could find and he puts it in the stew. He didn't realize that it was poisonous. And I'm sure that the men around watching him shred whatever he found up and, and creating this stew didn't realize that it was poisonous either. No one would, would drink poison if they knew that it was poison. They didn't realize that. That leads me to believe that some things that uh, you can come into contact with, you might not necessarily visually see that it's not good for you, that it's not good for you to put into your pot. It might visually look okay. I'm sure that when he went and got these wild gores, there was no indicator to him outwardly by his eyes that, look, these this could potentially kill somebody. It says he didn't realize that it was poisonous. But after the men had eaten a bite or two, they cried out, man of God, there's poison in the stew. Now get this, after they had engaged in eating once or twice. So at this point in time, you know, after they are starting to realize that, you know what, my stomach is hurt. But maybe it would, I mean, the scriptures don't tell us, but maybe their stomachs start cramping. Maybe they felt like they had to throw up. Maybe there was some indicator to let them know that this is poison in the pot. And it says after one or two bites. So after one or two bites, they knew something's not right. Come on now. After one or two interactions with that people, places, or things, come on now, you're going to realize that something's just not right. You're going to realize that something might be in my pot that's not supposed to be there. Something has me thrown off. Something has happened that's not in alignment with God wants for me. It says, they say, man of God, there is poison in the stew. So they would not eat it. So they're telling Elijah there's poison in the stew. But look how Elijah handles it. It says, Elijah said, bring me some flour. He didn't panic about it. He didn't get up saying, oh, is your, are you know, are y'all throwing up? And you know, do you got three cramps on one side, four cramps on the other. The man of God didn't even engage in what was it, what was happening to the people. All he said was bring me some flour. Then he threw it into the pot and said, now it's all right, go ahead and eat it. Now, I find this interesting because this kind of leads me into my points. I'm going to be making four points on this story because remember I said the title was, what is in your pot? What are you putting inside of yourself? Who has access to you? What are you touching that could potentially be poisonous? What are you listening to? What are you looking at? Who are you interacting with that could be potentially poisonous and causing your pot to have issues. Come on now. You are the pot. Remember I said, you are the pot. You are the temple. Whatever you come into contact with, come on now. It's going to have an effect on you. 
it's going to have an effect on you. It, God would have it that we would come into contact with just the word of God. I know that I'm right because they're in the middle of a famine and they're listening to the word of God. They're listening to the word of God from the man of God teaching them from the man of God teaching them. And, and through that process, we get to see what's in what's in their pot because what's in their pot is poisonous. And then we get to see also a contrast what's in the man of God's pot, what's in Elijah's pot. Now we can kind of see what's in Elijah's pot because I said he left the Shunammite woman's house where he was comfortable and he finds himself following what the Lord is telling him to do as far as the call to go down here to Gilgal in a, in a famine place. So I already know whatever is in your pot affects how you respond to transition. The man of God had to transition from a comfortable place to an uncomfortable place. And, and point number two, what's in your pot will lead your actions. Come on now, it will lead your actions. Point number one is whatever is in your pot affects your response time. Your, no, respects your response to transition. Excuse me. Whatever is in your pot respects your re affects your response to transition. That's point number one. Point number two is whatever is in your pot will lead your actions. Because see, the man of God was teaching them. It's evidence right here. It says that the prophets were surrounded around him. They were being taught. So he responds. Look how he responds to this. Look how, look how his actions, when they tell him there's poison in the pot, it says, man of God, there's poison in the stew. There's an exclamation point, which means there's a lot of expression when they're saying this to Elijah. But Elijah responds like this. He says, bring me some flour. Then he threw it into the pot and said, it's all right. So they, they're in the middle of saying, we about to die. We, we poison. He, he responds immediately by using his key. Remember I said the subtopic is use your key. He's using his key. He's, his key is his authority and the spirit. He's using his discernment to connect with the Holy Spirit and he uses the flower as an object lesson and he throws it into the pot. When I look at that, it, it makes me uh, think about when we plead the blood of Jesus over things, when we plead the blood of Jesus over things and how it just, uh, it makes uh, cricket rolls straight. The blood of Jesus uh, washes things as white as snow. He takes this this meal and he throws it into the pot and tells him to go ahead and eat. Remember, I said point number two is whatever is in your pot will lead your actions. We we can see that the Lord in a relationship is there between the Lord and Elijah because you can see it from how he's responding. It's leading his actions. He's not in his emotions. He's not in his feelings looking at them and caught up in what's going on with them. He's just saying, look, let me fix this situation. And you can see that what, what's in his pot is leading his actions. Point number three, what's in your pot affects what you see. It affects what you see. He's looking at the situation as an, he being Elijah is looking at the situation like this is an opportunity for God to show his power through me as a, as a servant of God. The, the other men are looking at this like we're going to die. There is poison in the stew. Come on now. I said point number three is whatever is in your pot affects what you see. That's why the Lord tells us to meditate on these scriptures day and night. He wants the scriptures to be inside of us so that it affects how we transition when he calls us. So it affects how we respond 
in a particular situation and the actions we use in the response. He also wants us to be in contact with the word of God, reading the word of God, meditating on the scriptures day of night, praying and spending time with him because he understands whatever is in our pot affects what we see. See, when we look through the eyes of God, things look a whole lot uh, smaller. Things don't look as big. When I say smaller and big, I'm saying like when it's a, a challenging situation, like they are, they have come in contact with eating something poisonous. It don't look so big. It don't look like a Goliath in the spirit. Come on now. When we are walking in Christ, it affects what we see. See, Elijah's looking at it like, oh, I'm going to use one of my smooth stones to, to knock this thing out and y'all going to be okay. But they looking at it like, oh my gosh, this is a Goliath because come on now, whatever is in your pot affects what you see. Point number four, whatever is in your pot affects how you use your key. Whatever is in the pot affects how you will use your key. You say, what do you mean key? When we are saved and receive salvation, the Lord gives us keys. We get a set of keys. Um, it will actually, we get a key. That's We have the key to salvation. And he gives us certain things that comes with that. He gives us certain authorities to trample over serpents, to be able to uh, speak things in Jesus' name. He's given us a certain amount of power. He's given us a certain amount of power when we come into salvation. This is not just the man of God having access to this. We all have access to God. We all have access to God, but it's how we spend our time with God. If we are even spending time with God, yeah, if we are even in the word of God, if he is uh, showing us, you know, through the word of God, because the word of God tells us to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. If we are really doing the work in the relationship, then he can begin to trust you with more authority, with more power. This man of God must have been doing the work required and the Lord is showing the power of God being like funneled through the man of God. When the man of God doesn't respond, he just says, go give me some, some flour, go give me some meal. He throws it in there and tell him y'all can keep eating this. He wasn't, it didn't move him. The, the servants are moved. The prophets are moved over here. They're saying man of God is poison in the stew with an exclamation point. It's a lot of emotion in here. They're concerned if they're going to can't make it through this thing. And the man of God is like, come on now, come on now. You're going to make it through. God wouldn't bring us to this point to, to kill you. God wouldn't bring you to this point to, to allow you to fall off by the wayside. Come on now. We serve a mighty God. All power is in his hand. Remember, I said point number four is whatever is in your pot affects how you would use your key. See, if, when you look at the man of God, he, he, he remembered, look, I got all the power, all power in my hands. Come on now, I got power because of the access I have to Jesus Christ. So let me go ahead and use my key. Remember I said the subtopic was use your key. My, my question to you on today is what is in your pot? And if something is, is in your pot that shouldn't be there, use your key. Use your authority that God has given you to remove it. Get yourself back aligned with what God wants you to do in this hour. I love you guys on today. I love you guys on today. Again, my title on today is what is in your pot? As we close this thing, I want you to walk away from this thing and do a self-examination. The word of God said, let every man examine himself. Do a self-examination to figure out what is in your pot. What could be 
potentially throwing you off. And I want you to use your key and rectify it. Rectify it. Rectify it. God has given you the ability to rectify and to ratify things here in the earthly realm. That's the power of being a believer. That's the power of God in your life. I want you to use your key. Again, the four points we hit on today is point number one, whatever is in your pot affects your response to transition. Point number two, whatever is in your pot will lead your actions. Point number three, whatever is in your pot affects what you see. And point number four, whatever is in your pot affects how you use your key. And I'm closing. I love you guys. Again, uh, meet me over on my YouTube channel. Subscribe so I can interact with you guys. Know that I love you and I appreciate all the support. And thank you for being loyal listeners. We have gotten ourselves up to 180,000 downloads. I want to get to 200,000 downloads here in the near future. I'm praying we can get to 200,000 downloads within the next three months with your support. I know that we can do it. Remember to share the link, share the link. If the word of God for me is feeding you, share it with somebody. Not only that, go on and write a review in Apple podcast so that when people peruse against and look for something to feed them, they can see your response and it will uh, tug on their spirit to jump on and to listen to what the prophet is releasing here on positive thinking podcast. I love you guys. Be blessed and know you are highly, highly favored. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you joined us on today's episode of Positive Thinking with Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. We know you are blessed today and we'd love to hear about it. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Positive Thinking Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Mrs. Colorful Day and our message at Positive Thinking, go to www.positivethinkingpodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, you are blessed. Now go color your world.